Welcome to the uh, Thanksgiving edition of uh, Sharing Socks. Once again, uh, we take a look at things. I'm Lee Allen, the uh, duty geezer at uh, Southside Socks, uh, wearing my hat backwards because that's still what I see is the direction of the franchise at the moment with a certain person in the managerial seat. And um, with me are my son, West Coast correspondent, more optimistic, wearing his hat frontwards, uh, uh, Will Allen. And we've got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, through Tony out there, the, the, the uh, La Russa court case is now shifted to apparently the proper court. And the next event will be December 28th. But it's interesting that that is a pre-trial conference. Usually, if you just switch to court, you would first have a preliminary hearing where he pleads. So I don't know. That may be a COVID thing that they just did that virtually or, you know, send in the paperwork. Uh, so apparently it's a not guilty plea, which is wonderful when you've made statements to the arresting officer about how you're a Hall of Fame baseball person. Um, but that's where it stands right now. So things will be delayed pre-trial. That means it could be in the season by the time he has to take some time off to uh, go be in court and go about it. Uh, meanwhile, Miguel Cairo, you're a Miguel Cairo fan? I mean, you know that I'm a Miguel Cairo fan. Miguel well, Cairo was on that Rays team we saw play the Yanks. We've mentioned on this podcast before. Exactly. I looked up Miguel Cairo, who has been hired as the bench coach for, for the Sox and has been uh, working as an infield, minor league infield coordinator for the Yankees, but has a fair amount of uh, experience of coaching at various teams, the Yankees, uh, uh, the Reds, the last team he played for. And I look back, I said, I know I'm a Miguel Cairo fan, but I can't remember why. Because mostly he played for teams I hate. The other team in Chicago, the Yankees, the Cardinals. And then he also played for some kind of, you know, like the Mets and the Reds. Nobody that I'd really care about. But for nine teams altogether, he got some in there. But he was an original Tampa Bay Ray. Fair and enough. Devil Ray at that time. And we, in our brief time, when, when the Sox had Albert Bell and we're going... It's one thing to play root for a team that never wins anything. It's another for a team that's just junk attitudinally because Big Frank was whining and all kinds of nasty things were going on that way. So we went down to Tampa Bay and we watched four games of the Rays against the Yankees where they lost four games. Uh, I think only one of them closed. It was a 2 nothing, and the rest were kind of... Yeah. But I looked up what Miguel Cairo did in that series, and I know why we became Miguel Cairo fans. He was 7 for 13. I mean, probably yeah. the best series of his life is a lifetime 260 hitter. <laughs> probably, actually. Um, no, I I actually was a pretty big Miguel Cairo fan after that series because he was the one beacon of light in that dreadful, dreadful Tampa Bay team. Uh, and then he was with the Reds, and you know we were we're we're not anti-Reds um, in our household, being from Kentucky, Southern Ohio. Uh, so we got to watch him play there more. And I, you know, he's not a great player, but he uh, he was pretty dependable as like a, a guy you would need to come in, um, to eat up some innings. He's sort of the ultimate utility man. Played everywhere. He's got really kind of Leori Garcia. And, yeah, absolutely. And he and he played a, he played even some. He was mainly a second baseman, but he played all the infield positions. He played corner outfields, 
a lot of those things. So I can see why being an infield uh, coordinator in a, in a minor league system would be great. Interesting that he comes as a bench coach. Presumably these, these are knowledgeable teams that hired him for these positions. So he must be a pretty bright guy. So we'll see. Well, I have to assume I've I've read a bunch of takes on the, on the Miguel Cairo hiring. And uh, one I particularly agree with is that, uh, you know, he's a journeyman and he's always been incredibly respected by his teammates. And that's always a good sign um, for someone to have been constantly learning throughout their career. And I think that is what potentially could make Miguel Cairo a very valuable coach. I mean, he's been around the league for so long now and he's been playing, he's played with a lot of really great players. He's played with a lot of really bad players too, because he's played with pretty much every player. Uh, (laughs) Well, 17 years. I, yeah, I, I like this hire. I think it's a cool hire. I think it's a far more interesting hire than La Russa, of course. And I I expect good things. I you know I think he's a good guy to have talking to Mankata, talking to Tim Anderson, and um, I think he's going to fit in well with the team. He's he's known for his you know sort of great attitude, um, and I think that is going to go a long way with this team because they are a team of attitude. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's interesting. So he's hired Ethan Katz, I think. Uh, again, I, some something of a gamble, not that experienced, but we know wonders that he did with, with uh, Giolito. And I've been saying for a long time, particularly with Dylan Cease, Dylan Cease needs to go talk to Giolito's high school coach because nobody in this White Sox system is doing anything for him. So now he gets a chance to do that. So maybe we see a sudden blossoming of, of people like Cease, possibly even Lopez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know that I, uh, I'm, I'm still a huge uh, believer in shut down cease. That's what I call him. <laughs> I'm the only person who calls him that. And uh, I actually think that hire is fantastic. I think it is going to change. It's going to just change the culture around Chicago White Sox pitching and. I I can I know Dallas Keuchel's got to be excited about it too. Giolito's obviously got to be on cloud nine about this, but this guy does have a proven record of working wonders with young pitchers, and he's gonna play the game, you know, forward thinking, future forward. And I fully believe this is the right guy to start getting great stuff out of Cease and out of Dunning. Again, Lopez, I don't know. But depends on the day. Rodon. Um, Rodon, if he can ever be healthy. But it, he is the type of pitching coach that if Rodon can stay healthy, he could be the kind of guy who really figures out what's going on with Rodon and, and what's going to make him you know, more constant, more reliable. Cooper was not going to be that guy. So the, I, I think this is a great hire. I, I really do. I love both these hires uh, of Cairo and Katz. I think we're in agreement on that. And we are talking about pitchers. And an interesting thing came up in the news on the pitching front this week, which is that the Rays, we've been talking about them, have indicated that Blake Snell is available. They're not pushing him, but they're suggesting that he could be available. He's getting into the big bucks now, which is, Historic Tampa Bay, they they 
bring a guy along, they make him be really good. And as soon as he starts making money, they send him off, which some people think is a horrible thing to do. I don't see it. I mean, he's going to make those big bucks somewhere. Oh, uh, this is not a surprise to me in any way, shape, or form, especially after they pulled him in that game. You knew that Snell was not going to be happy. And this is what the Rays do. I mean, Snell's, he's what, 37 or something like that? Is that true? <laughs> or no, that's Charlie Morton who's, who's one of them. Snell's like 20, one of them 20, is 37. 20. <laughs> is Snell younger? How old is Blake Snell? he's younger than you i know that okay one of them i'm gonna you you talk for a second i'm gonna find out the ages of uh ray's pitchers real quick okay uh okay blake is only 27 okay that changes my my opinion on this absolute prime for a pitcher charlie morton is 37 yeah this is a case who just got a trade million he just Charlie Morton just signed a $15 million contract with Atlanta, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so the pitchers are going. I mean, we, we had the $11 million Drew Smiley. Now we have Morton going um, at a fairly advanced age. Only, for only one year, $15 million. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the, you, you look at what's happening on the market of, of, of pitchers, of free agents. Obviously, there's Trevor Bauer and a bunch of other guys, particularly with Marcus Stroman off the market now. Um, White Sox aren't going to get Bauer. If we do, I will be astonished because the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox and that other team in Chicago, the guys with the humongous bucks are going to get Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer Bauer is already a Dodger. I mean, he's as good as a Dodger already, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And when you look at the other starting pitchers, there's some fairly good guys. Uh, certainly worth trying to pick up. But nobody where you, you know, Tanaka, for example, uh, is pretty good. But there's nobody you go, wow, we got him. Blake Snell is a game changer. And I don't mean just that one game in, in the World Series, which may have been as well pitched as any game I've ever seen. He's he's a Cy Young winner. He he he's he's a star, and he's Definitely. he's just incredible. So the question is, and maybe we should, you if you want to do the break, then we can come back because everybody's going to want him. Twenty nine teams are going to be interested in trading for Blake Snell. Uh, I've read that that maybe the Mariners would have the inside track because first of all they trade with Tampa Bay a lot, and secondly he's from Seattle. So you get to go. Well, what what do the Mariners have? Are they going to give up Kyle Lewis? I mean, yeah. They, so what do the Mariners have? Very little. The Sox, obviously. What we we'll get is t- take the break and we'll come back when we start really. All get right. Into this. When we come back, we'll be back in just a second. And when we do, we are going to uh, we are going to dive into this potentially interesting trade scenario. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're talking about uh, potentially what could happen in a world where we are trading for Blake Snell. And what do we have to offer that other teams might not? Now, I looked at uh, – there have been a couple of the uh, prospect lists come out or pros- uh, farm farm system evaluations come out, uh, not the prospect list so much. 
but the evaluations and the White Sox now are kind of middling. We were number one right after dumping superstars for, for prospects. But those prospects, are, for the most part, are in the majors now. Mm-hmm. And even with Michael Kopech, for example, still listed as a prospect, not as a major leaguer. Um, and some of the other guys who have to, Nick Madrigal, I, I, I think, was in there. And uh, uh, Crochet uh, was in that list, even though he's pitched in the majors. So. Yeah. so really, we don't have a heck of a lot left in the farm system anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but we have some things of value. And we know what Tampa Bay wants is really cheap people that they can keep for three years until arbitration comes around and get good use out of. And they're brilliant at developing pitchers in particular, but players in general. So we'd have to be, what do we have? Wouldn't be any of our stars because they they wouldn't pay them. What do we have of people who aren't getting paid anything yet? Well, anything by you and my standards, (laughs) but by by baseball standards, guys who are at the minimum are, are close to it. And we've got a few guys there that would fit into what the Rays might be looking for. Well, anybody that can hit would fit into what the Rays are looking for because they don't have anyone that hits. Particularly, they are a strikeout or home run team. Well, that's not not true. They don't strike out a lot. They are a home run or nothing. They they walk a lot, which makes makes them an average or slightly better than average team. They're they don't hit at all. I think the team batting average is 238. Yeah. They can terrible. pull guys off the street and hit that. But they got they got sluggers. Um, and now Randy Rosarena is in big legal trouble in Mexico. Uh, they may need even more help in, in the outfield. Um, but what they need, I would say, is guys who get on base so that the sluggers have somebody to drive in. They totally lack that. And and what does all that circle back to? Billy Bean. <laughs> that's that's what the Rays do. They, they they're playing money ball and they need to they need guys to get on base so that someone can hit them in. That was the whole key of money ball was was on base percentage. It's all yeah, it's all it was. Yeah. And we've got one thing, I mean, we're looking at when people look at what are the White Sox going to do for next year? We got to fill this in, we got to fill that in. Andrew Vaughn keeps coming up because he's a star of the future, theoretically, who gets on base a lot, mm-hmm. does not strike out much, follows that profile that they really like, takes a walk. I mean, that's his whole reputation there, and has no place to go with the White Sox. He could come up and be the designated hitter and fill in occasionally for Jose Obreu at first. He really doesn't have a position. And he's a right-handed hitter on a team that's desperately in need of left-handed hitters. Yeah. So I think Vaughn could be a core. And if you really, and I don't know how we fill in after this, you then go to, and I would go this far for Blake Snell, because I think Blake Snell puts you over the top for the White Sox. I could see Vaughn and Madrigal. Well, that's a huge package, but there's not so- going to be a small package. I mean, I feel like your options are something like Vaughn and Madrigal or Luis Robert. 
you know, and obviously you're not going to trade Robert. I think he's the one guy Tampa Woods take that deal because if Luis Robert ends up being what we think he's going to be, that deal is a bargain. Um, it, it is it is cheap for, for a superstar. That being said, they're probably, you know, they don't want to be spending that money. But if we came up and said, we'll give you Luis Robert, the deal's done today. Oh, I think anybody would do that deal for, for a exactly. lot of Exactly. My concern is that they're not going to want any deal that doesn't include him. I don't think they pay him. They but just don't it's, pay it's just, people. It's not that bad of a contract, though. <laughs> it is – I get it. The Rays don't take bad contracts. That's their thing. But it's really not. I mean, it's a cheap contract. If this guy ends up being Mike Trout, that's the best contract in all of baseball. So, yeah, I think – I don't think that's – I don't think that's a possibility. No, I don't think the Sox would ever, 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 oh, ever God, let him no. go. No way, no way, no way. But I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, like, oh, let's get him, let's get him. And Steve Stone saying, like, well, they're gonna, they might ask for Luis Robert. So, um, I think your idea of magical bond is closer to reality of what could actually happen. Um, I don't support this idea unless we go get Yomer back to play second base. <laughs> Well, I think if you end up with Mendick as your second baseman, who? Golden Glove finalist. <laughs> yeah, who did pretty well. Uh, I think also they probably would want somebody who could fill a starting pitching role. So it, it obviously wouldn't be one of our lead pitchers, but we've got a lot of guys who are possible starting pitchers especially in a system like theirs where you never face anybody the third time and all those other kind of rules that they go through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been, we mentioned Dylan Cease earlier on, on totally different sense. Throw Cease in there. I mean, it, it's. Well, I, I think he definitely will be. Um, if they're able, if this does become a thing and they are doing a deal and it involves Magical and Vaughn, I think Cease or Dunning will also be in that package. And it's a lot. It's a lot to give up. Um, especially with Bond ceiling and Magical ceiling, as you know, like Magical has had his ups and downs. But you know, the guy is making contact every single. I, I I'm a huge Magical fan, I, yeah. and I know he had he had base running mistakes that I think are purely not being used to the speed of what happens in the major leagues, and Fair. that will not happen again. Yeah, and he had fielding mistakes again. I think many of them the same way. He was rushing things that didn't need to be rushed. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's nervous. Uh, I and I think because his whole his whole life he's been an awesome fielder, so I I think that's coming back. So I think those errors are over, and I become a huge magical fan. He's batting ninth, uh, great place for him to be on ahead of uh, Tim Anderson and the, and the muscle Absolutely. guys. Um, high, high, and and great clutch hitter. Uh, so forth. I'd, I'd give up Vaughn definitely before Magical. I think my first offer would be, well, give me Vaughn and Cease and Stever or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, Adolfo, whatever. Uh, unfortunately, all the theoretically, we had these great infield, great outfielders coming through us. Oh, God, we're overloaded with outfielders coming through our system. They're all going to be terrific. Well, that trade bait. And with the exception of Robert, <laughs> they, they've all stunk. Yeah. Uh, either for injury reasons or just they're not proving to be very good. 
But anyhow, we've got outfielders to give. They, for Rosarando, is really in trouble. They're going to be in serious need of outfielders. I think Kiermaier is leaving, or, or I don't know if it's a free agent or they put him on a trade block. Um, so they need somebody who can handle center. Uh, that brings up, I don't think that we're highly paying our backup center fielder. Um, again, I'm a big fan of his, but you know, if he was be tossed in there, it wouldn't be horrible. Yeah. I'm, so it looks like Kiermaier is under control till 2022. He's, he's very inexpensive. Um, well, he's not that inexpensive. <laughs> I thought he was inexpensive, but uh, he's really not. He made $10 million last year. Um, that doesn't seem good enough for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just not sure how to, how to make this package happen without sort of conceding on a lot of these guys that we've just been so excited about for years. Um, I realize that this is the type of move to make to become a championship competitor. And seeing as we definitely don't have anyone close to Blake Snell's abilities coming up through the system right now, even if, even if this new pitching coach moves Cease and Dunning forward quite a bit, they're not going to be Blake Snell next year. So this is uh, neither will Crochet. Crochet's at least a couple of years away and probably a reliever next year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh you know, I, I think if we were going to give up a lot in terms of players or money, I would rather give it up for Blake Snell than I would for George Springer or, you know, signing one of the hugely overpriced free agents that are bound to to sign ridiculous contracts for some reason this off season, I would much rather go after Blake Snell than anyone else that's currently available via trade or uh, free agency. But that price tag, I mean, we're, we're talking a very high price tag right now. And I think the real one's going to be higher. Oh yeah. You, you obviously have no idea now what other teams are going to stick out there. Everybody is, Everybody, even the Dodgers, are desperate for starting pitchers. The Dodgers are throwing a, a, a bullpen game in the World Series. And they're the best team in baseball by far. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But the Dodgers don't have – we actually have a better scenario for a trade. The Dodgers, of course, could sign him over us any day if he was a free agent. But – you know, we've we've got unless the Dodgers are going to give up some of their current stars, and you know the problem with the Dodgers getting someone like Blake Snell is everyone the Dodgers gets paid a trillion dollars, so the the Rays are going to have a, a tough time. The Dodgers could give up some of their young guys, but their young guys aren't nearly as exciting as ours. You know, the Dodgers stars are are stars. It's it's Mookie and it's Cody Bellinger and it's Corey Seager. And, uh, Clayton Kershaw and um, Walker Bueller, you know, it's 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 bona fide stars that the Rays don't really save any money on if they trade for those guys. The White Sox have a very interesting assortment of guys who don't cost anything. So I would actually put us sort of at the front of the pack in teams that the Rays might be interested in trading Snell. Um, 
But again, I, I worry that that price could just get too high. So I'm going to say what I think our trade for Snell should be. Okay. It should be $75 million cash money <laughs> and Tony La Russa. <laughs> And we pay. Well, I, I, I think that I think what they'll come back with is we'll take fifty million <laughs> or seventy-five million and Larusa. <laughs> no, they won't even take Larusa. They'll be like, we'll take ten million, but you have to keep Larusa. Ah, no, dang it, that wasn't the deal. I, I think one one weakness we would have when when you look at where, I mean, they have a general offensive weakness, but their catching is really pretty weak. Uh, especially offensively, but even defensively, it's not great. Um, we don't have anything to offer. I mean, McCann's gone, and our our catches in our system. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do for a backup catcher. Heaven help us with Zach Collins. Yeah, I I have no idea on the on the catcher front at this point what's going to happen there. Um, I guess let's hope Grandall's willing to go 162 next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no one's picking And you know, up we, 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 we did take the option on Leuria, and, and I, I think he was at one time the emergency catcher. So. And Craig Biggio's on the, on the market still. You know, he started <laughs> as a catcher. <laughs> He's 50, but, you know, whatever. Be all right. Yeah, uh, it, it's certainly going to be the most interesting thing to happen over the next few weeks is this this Blake Snell scenario, um, especially now that I have his age uh, correct <laughs> and not mixed up with Charlie Morton. I knew one of them was, like, surprisingly old. I probably should have gone with the guy that I've been watching play for 17 years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at 27, Blake Snell is – that is prime, 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 prime. Uh, then, you know, with any pitcher, you have the danger that you give away half your farm system and he blows out his elbow. But that's just a chance to take. But and, and that's like the chance every championship team on earth takes, you know, either with money or with trade bait. Like when the when the big teams sign these huge free agents, they're taking that chance. They can just afford to lose one hundred million dollars more than the White Sox can. Um yeah, I, I definitely think the White Sox are the team that that could end up with them. But if Snell got hurt, you are talking about some dark days ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you are talking about potentially taking this rebuild and turning it into a rebuild. And that is not very exciting. <laughs> that being said, if Snell is healthy, you are absolutely a World Series contender in 2021. Absolutely. Just no question about it. Meanwhile, I think we are probably out of time here and should we wish are. everybody gotta, a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got to start prepping all those those meals, um, all that delicious turkey and potatoes. We're doing lasagna out here on the West Coast. And uh, dim sum here in Chicago. Hollywood idiots we are. And uh, mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, the L.A. of the Midwest also – having dim sum we're crazy hey hey a molly a molly's cupcake cake though that sounds delicious yeah talk about your chicago institution uh just urge everybody out there be as safe as you possibly can um whether you believe in the virus or not it is real (laughs) and uh it will get you um so be very safe keep your family safe 
I want to, I want everybody to be able to come back and talk about the White Sox uh, in, in a few weeks. So uh, we'll see you next time. Have a happy holidays. Anything else from the geezer? Mm, that'll do. All right. See you next time.